Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Crazy story for you as we start off the second hour of the program. Did you guys see this? There's talk that BYU may be replacing Liberty as Coastal Carolina's opponent on the last minute details here. And the BYU equipment truck several hours ago tweeted that they were headed out uh, on a Taco Bell run, um, which is a pretty funny line, but... These equipment trucks potentially have to get all the way to a location to be ready to play a football game. And the amount of time that it would take from Utah to get all the way to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina is obviously pretty substantial. So that game could be being scheduled literally as we speak, depending on what Liberty's COVID-related situation is as it pertains to uh, this weekend's college football uh, clash that is going to be where game day on ESPN is airing from, which is pretty wild. I mean, we schedule these college football games like every now and then you'll get a, hey, we've scheduled a college football game for 2030 or something, you know, like uh, on uh, an alert, your favorite program, they schedule these games like a decade in advance and here with you know 24 hours notice it's possible that BYU is going to be playing against Coastal Carolina which is pretty wild so we'll follow that story and update you and what a wild time by the way we had i think it was a couple of weeks ago Jamie Chadwell the head coach of Coastal Carolina on the program and 
what's wild from his perspective, uh, he's being pursued right now by South Carolina and by Vanderbilt. He's one of the guys that's being interviewed by both of those programs. And simultaneously, he may now have to pivot from preparing his team to go up against Liberty to suddenly now going up against undefeated BYU. And it's rare you have two undefeated teams play this late in the season. BYU got raked over the coals a little bit over uh, their unwillingness to schedule Washington. And BYU hasn't been given a lot of respect so far in the college football playoff. But this would be pretty remarkable for BYU on the fly like this and for Coastal Carolina to both get a game scheduled with this short of notice. So keep your eyes on uh, on that storyline in general. Speaking of short notice, the Big Ten on extremely short notice trying to make a decision about what to do with Ohio State. And this is kind of long notice. Six days after it was initially scheduled, we got a Wednesday afternoon football game. It felt wild to be sitting down on my couch. I don't know about you guys watching a game that kicked off at 2.40 p.m. local time here, 3.40 on the East Coast, 12.40 on the West Coast, and be kicking back and watching the Steelers, who played awful in their game against uh, the Ravens. Positive is another winning week for the outkick six-pack of uh, picks, even with the late touchdown for the Ravens. If you listened to us and got the Steelers minus four, you still covered. Dub, another week of wins. I think we're now sitting, if I'm not mistaken, at 41-25 and on the year in the outkick six-pack. Yeah, 41 and 25, that is a record that's going to be hard to match next season. There's no doubt about that. That's pretty outstanding stuff. Yeah, we've had a lot of winning weeks, including a couple of weeks ago, a 6 and 0. We'll give you the outkick six-pack of picks as we always do tomorrow uh in the final segment of the Friday edition of the program so you can, you know, kind of pin that uh that data down and be ready for it. In the meantime, Uh, We also won in college football, and we'll give you our college football picks to close out the program today in the uh, final segment of the show. But big story that is out there, and I I think it's a worthy of discussion story, is how would you assess the Steelers and their chances against the Chiefs? Are the Steelers the best team in the NFL, even though they are 11 and 0? Uh, Eddie Garcia, you are a Steeler fan. As you mentioned, the injury to Dupree could be a pretty massive hit when you think about the matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs and the ability to get pressure on Patrick Mahomes with your front four. I think the only way you beat the Chiefs, all right, I'll, I'll say there's three ways to beat the Chiefs. One, you have just a really poor game from Patrick Mahomes because you are able to get pressure on him with your front four. Two, you have the ability to run the football and therefore you can keep the ball away from the Chiefs and you get them to turn the ball over a couple of times in addition to not having the ball much. And three, you just say, screw it. We're going balls to the wall. We think we have a good enough offense that it doesn't even matter uh, what our defense is able to do. We're going to try to score 40 on the Chiefs and beat them like 42 to 38 or something like that. Those are the three pathways, I would say, to beating the Chiefs. And I don't love any of them, 
Because again, if you beat the Chiefs on the offensive side of the ball, you're saying basically, hey, our offense is as good or better than your offense. And I don't think many teams can say that. The ability to get pressure with your front four without blitzing because Mahomes picks apart the blitz is really hard to do. And there aren't very many teams that have that kind of talent. And frankly, there aren't a lot of teams that can run the football and just physically take over and dominate in a game. Do you think, Eddie Garcia, that the Steelers have the horses to beat the Chiefs? Or are you with me in agreement that the best team in the NFL right now is the Chiefs? Well, I think there's two different questions. Um, Do I think the Steelers can beat the Chiefs? Yeah, I do think they can beat the Chiefs. Remember, this is not a five-game series or a seven-game series. It's one game. So, yeah, I think they can beat the Chiefs. But are the Chiefs the best team in the NFL, despite the Steelers being undefeated? I would say so, yes, because of Patrick Mahomes, because of their big play capability. Now, the Steelers cannot run the ball to save their lives, but the short passing game is their running game. And they have the best short passing game in the NFL. They can use that to try and keep Patrick Mahomes off the field the Bud Dupree injury is huge because teams are not able to double team TJ Watt or help out with a running back because of Bud Dupree on the other side now that's not going to be the case Uh, TJ Watt's going to see a lot of extra defenders to have to try and get through look the Steelers are the best team in the NFL at creating turnovers that's also a huge part of their success and would be something they would have to do to be able to beat the Chiefs so look they have a shot and I think it would be a good game If you're going to ask me if I'm betting my money, I would bet the money on the Chiefs. And it's kind of a tough spot, right? Because you're a Steelers fan and your team is 11-0, but it's almost like you can't even enjoy it because of the Bud Dupree injury and because the Chiefs just look so good, right? And there's some point in time where, and and, uh, it's rare, you know, you get to be in this situation, but where your team is playing really, really well. I mean, they literally haven't lost a game so far this season, but you start to look ahead and you start to be a little bit nervous because things couldn't be any better for the Steelers, and yet you've got that looming, what I think is going to be a dynasty, of the Kansas City Chiefs out there. It's almost like back in the day, even if your team was playing really well, you had the Patriots or you had the Colts out there, and you feel a little bit like you're running straight as hard as you can into a brick wall. That's what I feel like as a Titans fan. Look, the Titans are set up right now to potentially be hosting a home playoff game for the first time since 2008. They've got a monster game now against the Browns. Both teams are eight and three. Titans are a six-point favorite. If they can take care of business and get to nine and three, next couple of games are very winnable against the Jags and the Lions, I believe. So the Titans have a decent chance to be sitting at 11 and three, which is a phenomenal record in the NFL. But I'm sitting around going, do I like our chances to be able to beat the Chiefs? No, because the Titans can't get any pressure with their pass rush. They have one of the worst pass rushes in the NFL. If you can't get to Patrick Mahomes, is there any way possible that the Titans, with their third down defensive futility and their inability to get to the to the passer, are going to beat the Chiefs? My answer is no. Like I just I don't even see even with Derrick Henry. I mean, you would just have to have the Chiefs go out and play such an improbably bad game in order for the Titans to be able to win, and I just don't see it happening. So it kind of undercuts my excitement over my team because the Chiefs are just so good, I don't see the Titans beating them. And it's fun to make the playoffs, but the Titans made the playoffs last year, so it's not like there's been a long uh, lag. 
and it's fun to win games, but last year the Titans were in the AFC Championship game. The standard is, can you beat the Chiefs? And I just don't think very many teams in the AFC can beat the Chiefs, and I certainly don't think very many teams in the NFC either, which is why I'm close to saying, if you told me Patrick Mahomes was going to be healthy, because obviously that changes everything, if he tested positive for COVID, if he got injured like he did last year uh, with the, the knee, if in the kneecap, I think it was, if you told me that Patrick Mahomes was going to be healthy, I would take the Chiefs over every other team in the NFL right now. To me, the COVID issue or Mahomes getting injured is the only thing that's going to stop the Chiefs from winning another Super Bowl. I, re- I really do believe that. What about you, uh, Danny G? Would you take the Chiefs or would you take the field right now if you knew Mahomes is going to be healthy? If Mahomes is healthy, then you have to take the Chiefs. Although the Steelers' defense, like I pointed out last week, that is the difference maker, I think. And as Collinsworth kept harping on in yesterday's afternoon game, the fact that Big Ben gets rid of the ball so much better this season compared to previous years, I think that does give the Steelers' offense a a pretty good chance against that weak, sometimes weak Kansas City defense. Pittsburgh does have the edge there, but anytime you have Mahomes, and we saw it against my favorite team, the Raiders had a really good formula against the Chiefs both times. But in that most recent game, even though they kept it close, it seemed like it took everything the Raiders had. It, hell, it even affected them the next week in practice. They were flat. And then obviously they laid that egg against the Falcons. But it took everything the Raiders had just to stay close with Kansas City. And then Mahomes, he's out there looking like he's playing a backyard football game. Yeah. Just with ease. Just tossing the ball around like, you know, he's playing a little Thanksgiving pickup game. And that's what's frustrating as a fan of any other team. The fact that the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes head and shoulders above every other NFL team. I just think there's a lot of fans, even if your team is good, if you're the Bills, right? The Bills haven't, if you're a Bills fan listening to us right now, Bills haven't won a a playoff game since 1995. And obviously the Patriots have owned the AFC East, so they're trending towards winning that division. And I know there are a lot of Bills fans and the Bills Mafia that are excited about that. But I think in the back of their mind, they probably feel the same way that I do as a Titans fan. We haven't won the division since 2008. Bills haven't won a playoff game since 1995. But I just feel like I'm on a bicycle pedaling as fast as I can directly into a brick wall. And that brick wall is Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs because I just don't see anybody being able to get past them. And even if you're a Steeler fan, Uh, And even if you're going to have a bye week, and even if you know you only have to win one game, they would be a home underdog against the Chiefs. And I think the Chiefs would be able to handle the Steelers based on what I've seen so far this season. Now, they're not going to play. And again, the home playoff advantage, home field advantage is going to be negligible because it's not like the weather difference in Kansas City versus Pittsburgh is likely to be of a seismic difference, right? And so as you kind of break down this scenario going forward, I just, I don't see any sort of major reason for optimism. And you don't want to be sitting around like rooting for Patrick Mahomes to get a positive COVID test in the week before your playoff game in order to try to knock him out. And obviously you want him to be fine and everybody's been fine with the, uh, with COVID so far in the NFL, but Outside of that, again, if I said I told you that he was going to be 100% healthy and that he was going to be playing, I, I don't see anybody beating him. Now, I know, Dub, you're a gambler, and some people would say it's crazy in the NFL to take one team or the field, 
but I would go Chiefs if I knew Mahomes was going to be healthy against everybody else in the NFL right now. What would you do? It's a tough call, and I would usually always take Every the field. gambler would take the field if they're, if they're being honest, but I just think that's how dominant the Chiefs are right now. They're a really, really good football team, and when you look at the AFC, I think the way to beat the Chiefs is to have a great running game, and yeah. the Steelers don't have a great running game. So if I'm looking in the AFC, honestly, the team – that I think would potentially have the best formula to beat the Chiefs would be your Tennessee Titans. Yeah, and I don't feel comfortable at all. I understand the argument because of what Derrick Henry is doing and what he did in the postseason last year against the Patriots and what he did against uh, certainly the uh, the Ravens in winning two road games. And this year, the advantage would be, knock on wood, if the Titans win their division, they get to play the first game at home, and then they just have to win two road games. And road games, again aren't really going to matter, but you could look at road games against teams like the Steelers, who the Titans played relatively evenly, and a road game against uh, the Chiefs, theoretically, depending on how exactly the uh, the, the you know playoff seating broke out. But even with that idea, I don't feel very confident or comfortable in, in, the, in the Titans being able to beat the Chiefs. Yeah, it's hard to see. The only two teams I think would have a real actual shot against Kansas City are in the NFC and I think it's Green Bay and uh, New Orleans because I yeah. think both those teams could potentially keep up they have de- on the better offensive defenses. side of the ball. Exactly. So out of the AFC, it's hard to see a scenario where the Chiefs aren't representing that conference in the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I mean, I just, again, if Patrick, something happens, Patrick Mahomes, I think there are three pathways, and to run through them again, the way you beat the Chiefs, front four pass rush, because you can't blitz and you have to drop a lot of people into coverage because of what Kelsey and uh, Tyreek Hill can do to you. So uh, so front four pass rush, running game. You have to have a decent running game, I think, in order to be able to keep the ball out of the Chiefs' hands. And then you have to just hope that you get a couple of crazy bounces that go your way, fumbles that are unexpected, like we saw yesterday in the game, you get an inexplicable, you know, fumble on a punt return, right? That's how the Ravens scored their first first touchdown. Uh, maybe you get an awful defensive play for a seventy-yard touchdown, like we saw yesterday too from the Steelers, who didn't play well. Dropped passes, tip ball interception. Even though Mahomes doesn't throw very many picks, and again, I just don't see that as being very likely if you consider the way things are going so far. All right, when we come back, we'll be joined by Jeff Schwartz, uh, who is uh, his brother's actually on the Chiefs' offensive line. We'll ask him that question. How do you beat the Chiefs? What did he think yesterday of the Steeler performance? This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
old wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Joined now by Jeff Schwartz. You can follow him on Twitter at Jeff Schwartz. Not complicated there. His brother 
Mitch is on the Kansas City Chiefs. And you know from a gambling perspective, Jeff, that usually if you say one team versus the field, almost always you would take the field. But right now, based on what I'm seeing from the Kansas City Chiefs and what I saw yesterday from the Steelers, I just I don't see anybody beating the Chiefs unless the Chiefs beat themselves. Would you take the Chiefs or the field right now to win the Super Bowl? I would take the Chiefs. Um, and you're right about the, typically the field bet is, is more Way value. better, yes. The, the, one, the one concern I have with the Chiefs is that they're just not closing games well enough. Like, if you just look at – even go back to the Panthers game the three weeks ago, I think it was. You know, they're up by nine with two minutes last, and then the Panthers score, and then the Chiefs have a three and out. The Panthers had a – you know, they had like a 65-yard field goal to, to win the game. It wasn't close. But, you know, and even last weekend, like, they're up they're – up, score 17 points the first quarter, only 10 the rest of the game. They had the drop pass, which, which wasn't – it was kind of both Pat and me, Cole's like They just – there's – you know, they're just – they're not closing out games. And – and I worry that when you get to the playoffs, that becomes a problem, right? So you, you look at it two ways. One is that um, it is an actual problem. But two, it's like they're kind of bored. I feel like they're just waiting to get to January and take off in January because they know it really matters. And right now, they, they, they're the Warriors. Like They know they're good enough in any game. And they kind of just turn on and spurts throughout the game to win. But then when the playoffs come, they just they, you know, they become a different team. So if they were going to lose, and I don't mean lose because Patrick Mahomes tests positive for COVID, you know, and suddenly he's not able to play. What's the recipe to beat the Chiefs? Like if you were trying to construct a team that is able to beat the Chiefs from your perspective, what would they need to do and what would they need to look like? I think it's exactly what the Niners did last year, what the Chargers did this year. It's, it's, It's rush the passer with four, right? Yep. And it's, and it's play zone coverage and don't allow big plays down the field. Look, Tampa Bay, after they decided to stop playing man coverage, the, the last three quarters were good, right? They played zone and they, they hit Pat Mahomes. Like, that's, I know it's very simple, but it's, that's the way to do it. And then offensively, you know, the Chiefs defense does kind of worry me. They, they just they don't rush the passer terribly well right now. Uh, they're not getting as many turnovers as they had last season. So I, I think that, that you really – you can kind of move the ball on them. And then on the flip side, like I said, you just have to keep everything in front of you. Don't allow big plays and try to hit Pat Mahomes. It's, it's only a couple teams can do that, right? Like, like the Bucks can do it. The Steelers can do it. But offensively, the Steelers, I just don't – I don't know if they have enough offensively. Um, and uh, those are probably the two teams I think that the Chiefs would have to worry about. All right, as we look ahead um, in, the, uh, in the NFL, we just talked about the Chiefs in the AFC – who do you think is the best team in the NFC? Well, the best team is, is probably the Saints uh, because of their defense right now. I mean, don't, don't worry about Taysom Hill. It's just a, a nuisance right now for a few more weeks. So Drew Brees will take over that offense as soon as he's back. And um, their defense, though, has been really, really good, Clay. Like, last month has been outstanding. And if they can get that defense to play that way throughout the rest of the season – I think they're. I think. I think the Saints are a team that the Chiefs would be worried about because offensively they'll score. Really good offensive line, very balanced attack. Uh, Breeze obviously is not. You know, the the big moments not a concern for him. He's done it many times before, and um, I, I think they would be a, a concern if the Packers and, and Seahawks get you know get this improved defensive play with the Packers. They play the Bears. I don't know if they've improved defense. Seattle seems to have an improved defense. Carlos uh, Dunlap has made a big difference too. for them. Yeah, but so so has the you know the, the Jamal Adams coming back healthy, and then they added 
uh, Damien uh, Harrison, Damien Snacks Harrison, to play defensive tackle. Just his presence inside has just helped them on early down. So um, I think that there's a lot of positives there in Seattle. But offensively, though, Seattle kind of went, has kind of gone back to like the boring, the boring offense that they've been with Pete Carroll for the last like five years. So I, I, they need to go back to this like let Russ cook offense. Yeah, because Russell uh, Russell Wilson was the favorite, right, coming into probably the midway point of the NFL season nearly to win the MVP, and then everything yeah. just kind of fell apart, and the offense has gone back to uh, – I mean, look, DK Metcalf had 170 yards receiving or whatever it was, and he may well be already the best wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, I think you could make that argument. Would you Would you go with Metcalf as the best wide receiver in the NFL right now? Uh, I mean, I, I still think, like, DeAndre Hopkins is part of the conversation. Um, Devontae you know, Adams I, is in the conversation, Devontae for Adams, sure. Like, like, there's, you know, I, it's hard. I, I think outside of, like, defensive tackle and quarterback, where there's very clearly two best players, it's really hard, to, to my opinion, to just give someone the best title, right? Like, there's a lot of great defensive ends, a lot of great cornerbacks, a lot of great wide receivers. And I just like, I just think it's hard to just say like, this guy's the best when there's not a clear, like, you know, there's Aaron Donald and Pat Mahomes are clearly the two best players in those positions. The biggest game I would say probably coming forward this weekend, which nobody would have anticipated being a big game, uh, is the Browns going on the road against the Titans. Yeah. The Titans, I think, with the last two wins they've gotten, pretty dominant performance on the road against the Colts and uh, and certainly a, a big-time overtime win against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, uh, have demonstrated they're pretty decent. Do you buy that the Browns are decent? No, I do not. Um, if you look at the numbers, they're not. Their they're negative 21-point differential is the worst in NFL history for a team who's 8-3 or better. That's pretty crazy. Um, yeah. If you look at DVOA, which I use a lot, football outsiders are the worst in three team they've ever charted. Um, and so, they, you know, they look, you can only play the teams in front of you, but, you know, they had a stretch there, too. They played three home games in terrible weather. So they had two, you know, two warm weather teams, and, and Vegas beat them, but they had Vegas and they had Houston. Um, and they just, they, they, you know, started with Jacksonville to put teams away. I think this is going to be a rude awakening for them against Tennessee, who, I think offensively, obviously Henry's done a great job. They're still they're still missing something in the passing game. Um, I, I don't know what what it is quite, but obviously Henry's done a great job. I think the Browns will have a, a real big problem uh, trying to stop him. The Browns have a a little you know below average rush defense. Uh, Miles Garrett coming back will help them just overall in defense, but uh, I think they're in kind of for a rude awakening this weekend when they play a really good football team, well coached team um, on the road again. Uh, I think the Browns are in for, for some trouble. We're talking to Jeff Shorts. Are you making your kids uh, lunches as you're talking to us? I'm making them breakfast, correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's good. They're not awake yet? They're, they're awake. They're, they're, they're six and four. Are they making, I don't know, can they make pancakes by themselves? No, yet? no, I, I, my kid, I make my kids breakfast. I'm saying, like, uh, usually they're in the background chirping if, uh, if you're not making breakfast fast enough. No, they're, they're not. They're, my parents are here, so they're, not, they're, they're being uh, entertained by them. Yeah, they're not. My daughter was screaming earlier. I don't know why. I think she. I think she got the wrong uh, color cup for yeah. the milk this morning. And that's that's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's shift to college football, where basically chaos has taken over. Right, the everybody's yeah. just rewriting the rules as they see fit coming down the stretch. <laughs> uh, Notre Dame has a game in your state of North Carolina against Wake Forest, and the ACC says, "Hey, we don't need to play that game anymore." Uh, Florida State, because they canceled two games in a row on the day of the game, 
Clemson one of those games. Clemson's just like, we're not traveling back to Tallahassee. So that game just gets thrown on the dustbin. And so if Virginia Tech doesn't upset Clemson and if one of the – this would honestly be one of the biggest upsets in college football history if Syracuse beat Notre Dame, right? Uh, but assuming they win those games, it looks like the ACC is well set for two playoff teams. Yeah. Now the Big Ten – is potentially going to rewrite their rules to allow Ohio State to get into the Big Ten title game. Should the Big Ten <laughs> adjust their rules for Ohio State? Well, why not, man? Everyone's adjusting their own rules for everything. Who cares, right? I mean, like it's, it's a year where I'm just happy we're playing football. Um, it's, it's, it was kind of cute, though, the SEC uh, getting all bent out of shape of what the ACC did with schedule, considering that, you know, like the ACC schedules – uh, Northwest State South to play Alabama the week before Auburn, right? And like they get upset with how the ACC is scheduling. It's kind of cute. Um, it is. It is going to be, by the way, hold on, an incredible accomplishment, which I think the SEC is pretty focused on. If they manage to play seventy games, you know they 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 have a ten uh, game conference schedule. If they manage to play their entire conference schedule and the conference championship game, that's a pretty remarkable achievement. It's fabulous, I mean, and they should get credit for for that. But it's just funny because they play eight conference games, and the conferences that play nine have said to them for years, like, "Hey, man, to make this kind of fair for everyone, you should play nine games." And now this year, they're upset with other conferences for not playing as many conference games. It's kind of ironic that um, that they've played a, a less conference game, and now this year, all of a sudden, they're upset that things aren't fair. It's just kind of like ironic, in my opinion, that they're complaining in all years of fairness in, in a COVID football season. Yeah, it, it, I, I, I guess it would be that, and, and I think this is kind of intriguing, when you change the rules uh, as the season is progressing, I think that becomes more difficult to justify than when you have everything set out in the first place to begin with. Now, having said that, sure. if I'm Alabama or I'm Florida, and Florida beats Tennessee this weekend and Alabama beats LSU this weekend, as would be anticipated to happen, I'm looking around saying, why in the world does do we need to go if we're Alabama to travel to Fayetteville, Arkansas? And why do I need, if I'm LSU, I mean, if I'm uh, Florida, to host LSU? We already know we're going to the championship games. The only thing that could happen is, one, we have COVID issues, right, because of the travel, hotel, whatever else, or two... Yeah somebody gets injured in a game that's totally unnecessary in the larger scheme of things. Yeah, I think it'd be fair if they were like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do this. I mean, it's the, the thing, the college football fan in me enjoys this a little bit because there's a possibility, and not in this specific case, but there are possibilities around the country in the Big Ten and the Pac-12 to, like, screw your rival. Like, there's a way where – now, Oregon lost to Oregon State, but if they hadn't lost, there was a way where Oregon could skip the game against Washington – and by default win the Pac-12 North over Washington by skipping that game. Right. And obviously Michigan has a way to basically screw Ohio State. It's just, it's so, it's just like, it's a weird year, man. Like it's, uh, It would be perfect if Ohio State's title dreams ended, not because they lost to Michigan, but because Michigan wasn't willing to play them because of COVID-related issues. Oh, it'd be it'd be incredible because you know Ohio State was the big the big force to get back in the field, right? And, yes. And then you know Michigan basically screws them out of it. Now I, I think Harbaugh would never do that. I just I can't imagine Harbaugh turning that opportunity to play a game, even if they're you know even if they do have COVID issues and even if they do lose by forty, I can't see him turning the game down. But it's fun to think about as a college football fan. I mean, this is like 
you always want to try to screw your rival, right? And this is a way to do it. Um, Particularly because, Jeff, we're not getting, like at least in the NFL, they are releasing the names of everybody who's testing positive for COVID and they're giving their COVID list and you can see how many different people are testing positive. In college football, we really don't know because they're not releasing that information. So until you get to kickoff time, basically, you don't know what guys may be out for the right. game for college football and and or contact tracing and everything else, which makes it easier, in other words, to potentially say, hey, we can't play this week because of COVID, because the information is not out there publicly disseminated like it would be in the NFL. I, I think that I think that the outcome of this season, like the, the biggest thing we look back on, is I, I think that it, this might change injury designation for college football because yeah. – I just I can't imagine that Vegas and people that gamble are going to put up with like you know the, the injury point in the NFL. I know they they say this. I think it's mostly true. Is is about letting people know who is who's not playing so they can they wager on the game properly. Right? I yeah. mean, like there's no other reason that anyone needs it. It's not like a game plan. So you don't really change your game plan if someone's playing or not outside of the quarterback. I mean, we don't know. Up until the game, who's not? It's ridiculous. Like an hour before the game, like, oh, hey, we're down three offensive linemen, two defensive backs, and eight running backs. You're like, what? What is this? I think I think it has to change. It's, it's really, I don't know why. The, you know, the NFL, has, to your point, has a list, and everyone's on it. No one's embarrassed to be on the list. No one's like, it's not a bad thing to be on the list. But they let everyone know, hey, these guys can't play this week, and the college football is. Always so secret. I don't. I don't get the paranoia in college football. I really don't. They're always paranoid. We're talking to Jeff Schwartz. Uh, last question for you: How do you think you would have reacted in college if you had had a uh, kicker situation where a girl comes over from the soccer team and at halftime she had addressed you and your teammates and told you basically you were all yeah. losers and you're and that was the reason why you know your 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 attitude was the reason why you were losing your attitude on the sideline how would you and your teammates on the Oregon Ducks when you were in college have reacted yeah. if that had happened so i liked everything about this story until i until i heard this this part because i had this happen actually in the NFL we had a guy who had just shown up to our team via, I think, either a trade or, or for agent pickup in week four. And we were really bad that year. We went 2-14 two and, two and 14 that season. And in his first week on the team, he's like a nobody. He wasn't like he came from a Super Bowl champion. He was an older veteran guy. He was, we were on 0-4 team, and he, like, got up at, like, I don't know, maybe it was Saturday or Sunday, and, like, in the locker room gave this, like, impassioned speech to play better. We all looked at each other like, you have, what are you talking about? You haven't been here. Like, how can you stand up in the middle of the, of the locker room and give a huge speech about, about winning and losing and, and what the team needs? You, you haven't even been here. You haven't even been through any losses yet. You haven't done any. So it just, I, I think that, and I'm, and I'm anti, like, I don't even care if Ray Lewis is giving me a public speech. I'm like anti-player speech person. Like, nothing kind of gets me up like that. Um, so, yeah, that, that should, she should have done that. But I thought the rest of the story was, so overblown, man. They needed a kicker. They found her. She kicked one kick. It was the only opportunity to kick. She did what they told her to do. Like, it was just – the rest of the, the – was whatever. But the halftime speech, she shouldn't have done that. And then to tell everybody what she said in the halftime speech and well, yeah, also – so, so I didn't even see – I didn't even see what she said. I just was told that she did this on my, on my own radio show. I didn't even borrow look it up. What did she tell them? 
she told them that that they were losers and one of the reasons why they were losers was because they weren't cheering enough on the sideline when good things happen so, oh, wow can uh, you so um, in addition to the fact that she wasn't on the team she asked to address the team which by the way would be on the coach that he allowed her to address the team uh and well, so no because at halftime at halftime though the coaches like aren't in the locker room they're like uh, they're all doing adjustments like there's like a but long surely time she didn't just stand up and tell everybody to gather around without having talked to a coach beforehand right i, I don't know i don't know why i i don't know why the coach would care at all if she spoke or not because we they're not like they don't ask us if we can talk to our teammates i, I don't has I, has a, in your entire career as a football player has the kicker ever addressed the entire team oh, no <laughs> no that, and, and, and and like and that's part of it too right it's not just like a, a boy or girl thing it's like the kicker is it's like doesn't he's the lowest man like, on the totem pole in the locker room like, yes yeah, like we don't hear we don't get inspirational speeches from our kicker very often. I would say never from a specialist, the long snapper. And, like, and, and what's funny is like on the Giants, uh, our long snappers. Hey, I got to go to break. Like, I want to I get okay. a kicker story from you. We'll come back here in a couple okay. of minutes. Uh, this is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? 
Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their general tires test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Jeff Schwartz with us. Jeff, I was asking if a kicker had ever asked to address any team you've been on in the NFL or college football and how it would be received if it did happen. Yeah, I mean, like, we, I think, like, in the, with the Giants, we had Zach Yossi, who was our long snapper. He had been there for years. He won two Super Bowls. Like, he was just as respected as, like, Eli, right? Like, he, in the locker room, he's, he was our NFL PA rep. Like, he was – and he would never have gone up and given a speech like that. Like, like, he, like, that, was like that was Eli's job to do. Um, and that, so like, it's just, I, I think I can't believe that that had happened. I, I didn't know that till like Monday or Tuesday either. I, I just, that's so, it's so surprising to me. Like, how would your teammates have reacted if a, a kicker had said like, Hey guys, gather around, you know, you guys are playing like crap and you're, I don't like the energy that I'm seeing out there. It's sort of, probably just, probably just rolled our eyes. Like we, like. Like I did for a lot of other speeches, I just roll my eyes at people. I was like, I didn't really need like I guess I didn't need that. I didn't need like I would roll my eyes at Ray Lewis' speech. I don't need that before a game. There was a great picture, by the way, of Mitch Trubisky giving a speech for the Bears, and there's a dude in the background just with, a, with like a stank face, like, not even buying at all what he's saying. Like it's, some guys just don't don't need the pregame speech. The eat the W speech from Jameis Winston wouldn't have had you playing better. It, no, it definitely would not have. It definitely <laughs> wouldn't have been like like I like 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 when I was with Eli in, in New York. Eli spoke, um, spoke like infrequently in front of the team like that. Like, but when he did, you knew it meant something, right? Because he didn't do it all the time. So when Eli got up in front of the team or spoke to us a lot of times on like Monday after a game, kind of as alone as players, like you'd be like, okay, this 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 means a lot for Eli to do this, and that felt different than just a player, another player doing it. So. Um, I don't know if she did that, man. Like that kind of, uh, I like the whole story until that. Like I just kind of like, 
Oh, well, that's wonder, what makes me believe it's such a setup and such a farce and such a stunt because I bet that there was somebody recording her speech to the team and they're going to try to turn it into you know some sort of documentary about how incredible she was uh, for that kick. And I mean, she kicked the ball one time in a very mediocre fashion. Yeah, like you can't like you can't make a documentary about her her speech when they lose forty. I I watched the second half of that game just to see if she could kick a field goal because I was looking forward to watching her do it. And Clay, it was some of the worst offensive football I've oh, ever yeah. seen in my life. Like the- it was it was so bad. Like, I understand that they might make a documentary just in general about her experience, whatever. But like the idea that they were going to film that down what were twenty four nothing at halftime. Like I, I don't I. I I know that people do things for publicity at times. I get that that's part of what life is now. But, dude, I, I, and I could be wrong about this. I just have a hard time imagining Derek Mason, who's 0-7, going to Sarah Fuller and being like, hey, can you give a halftime speech? Or, or Devin Fitzsimmons there, especially this guy who I – he coached me in, in Detroit. I know who Devin. Like, I just – I can't imagine them going to her before the game. They're like, can you give, like, a halftime speech, please? I just – So either way, like either she just out of her own bravado decided to give a halftime speech and nobody knew it was going to happen, which is crazy, right? For the kicker who's literally never stepped foot on the field yet at that point. She's been on the field for one play, but it didn't happen until after the half. For her to get in there and call out the team is crazy. And either way, right? Oh, no, it's either way. I mean, I think it's, it's, the the coaching if the coaches told her to do that I, I guess I, I don't know why exactly they would tell her to do that other than I guess to your point to film with them and Vanderbilt's not going to film anything about this they're they're forty one they lost forty one nothing they're zero and eight yeah but you know um, how the thanks for the, the first of all thanks for coming on you know how this works shorts they'll turn it into she kicked a ninety yard field goal to win the SEC championship before all is said and done when Disney gets done with this movie. They'll turn her into the greatest hero that's ever existed. When we come back, top of the third hour, we'll keep rolling. What we learn from the Steelers, if anything, this is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that. But there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.